whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We are here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brant. Yes, sir. It's It's been a while since we've done the fine and rare series, so it, it's, time to, it's time to head back to the bougie side of bourbon. To the glass case? To the glass case. The glass case of emotion uh, that we had to rebuild. Yeah. As we venture into uh, antique Buffalo Trace season, which has been released and it should be hitting stores or should be hitting your allocation uh, raffles and sweepstakes and whatever whatever your local places end, ends up doing unless they just put it on the shelf. Yep, I've seen already, um, you know, you get phone calls at the first sign on these these forums and secondary markets, but some someone, somewhere Pappy has already been doled out, so it is quickly approaching doesn't get to louisiana till we get it last week in november first week of december but um but it's out there that's about when we get it it's out there so tonight we're going to be drinking uh courtesy of shan nichols shan nichols was nice enough to send us some 2008 buffalo trace antique collection william larue weller and then in the speakeasy we have a bottle of the 2018 william larue weller uh, these are some uh, fine, fine whiskeys. Wheat instead of rye. Uh, we, now, we've talked about Weller uh, Special Reserve. We've talked about Weller 12. Uh, we've talked about Weller Antique uh, 107. But this is the this is the good stuff. This is the cream of the crop that comes out of Weller. This is, yeah. And I think this is, it's pretty cool because this is the only uh, weeded variant in the Antique collection too so Mm -hmm. it's a pretty unique one which makes it even that much uh, that much more rare Uh, so pretty excited yeah now this this obviously comes from uh, the name of William LaRue Weller who was uh, born in 1825 William LaRue Weller was the head of the the William LaRue Weller distillery and that merged. That ended up merging with the Stitzel Distillery, which was run by uh, Julian Van Winkle, which we all know as Pappy. Yep. Um, Julian Van Winkle Senior. That is. Now this is all under the uh, the Buffalo Trace brand, which is also uh, Diageo, the parent company that we all know and love. That was. They're still under Diageo, right? Not now. It's Buffalo Trace is under Sazerac. Oh, Sazerac. Okay, so it was under Diageo. Now it's under Sazerac. Uh, this is uh, this is one of the older oldest distilleries in Kentucky. It was, it was founded, you know this this brand goes all the way back to 18, uh, 1865 when uh, when William Larue opened up the uh, the distillery. It's one of the one of the more famous ones on the Bourbon Trail. It is uh, it is now under the care of Buffalo Trace, which 
Buffalo Trace does some really good stuff. They've got a ton of brands under the the Weller uh, the Weller labor label. So you have um, you have the Special Reserve, which you talked about earlier in the uh, in the BSEA. That's the green label that's bottled at 90 proof. We have the Antique 107, the red label, bottled at 107. A new one that's just come out, non-chill filtered, full proof, the blue label. What's, I, I saw, I think Ron Lockwood posted that today, that Jax in Atlanta was supposed to be getting like a barrel a barrel pick of that. Mm-hmm. That is, that's mind-blowing. Uh, uh, I know. I, I, that is one I need to try. If anyone can find it, let me know. I got to try that one. We got to get a bottle for this. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent. Um, which one? So we, we've had special reserve on the show. We've had, we've had, we've barrel, had barrel, barrel on picks on the show. We had a barrel pick of that on the show. We had the Weller Antique 107. And did we, have we had 12? Uh, I don't know if we did that on the show. I know we, I know, I know we sat down here and drank that. I'm sure, I, I could swear we drank that on the have show. Have we had 12 year on the show? We've, we've not? I don't not? think we've had 12 year on the show. I know we had a bottle in the speakeasy. We downed it. I can't, I can't it is, this is, this is where you get as close. The, the, uh, according to, according to Sitzel Weller, this was the closest you would get to Pappy, uh, the Pappy juice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's some of the same wheat strain as as Pappy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's kind of come from that whole tradition, passed down tradition. So, yeah, it's it. I mean, that's it. And, and I mean, I got to tell you, nowadays Weller, William Larue Weller is just, I mean, just as hard to find as some of the, some of the Pappy. So, yeah. It is. I mean, we when I, I I had emailed Buffalo Trace a while ago just to find out what Weller can I get here in New Jersey, and they basically told me you can get the Special Reserve. It, it's kind of allocated, and you can find the Weller Antique, and that's it. They don't even bring any of the other expressions to New Jersey. I don't know why. They just don't. Hmm. Wait, which two you said? Uh, they don't bring. They don't bring. We only get Special Reserve and Antique. Oh damn. The green and the red labels. Okay. Now they also have the CYPB. What the hell does that stand for? Anyway? Create. It's uh, C Cre- C Create your own CYOB. Is it CYOB or CYPB? CYPB. So create your personal bourbon. I think is what it was. So oh. what that was? That's a white label, and that was a that was a super rare thing. So when you would go to the Buffalo Trace website. They had a section that was basically like create your own. It basically brings you through a little process that says, you know, do you like sweet? Do you like dry? Do you like right. uh, spice? Do you, you know, like oak? Do you like this? So what they literally did is they took this algorithm and ran it for I forgot how many years, and literally what the mass populace was is what they they produced. Uh, they did it yes. over two years and one hundred thousand entries into this create your perfect bourbon. I remember doing create this. Create your perfect, okay. Um, yeah, create your perfect bourbon. I remember doing this and remember putting some notes in. Um, this one won double gold, best in class, the New, New York World Spirits, and best in class. So did it, did it say what the final mash bill was on that? 
You know what? They did not. Uh, so they I assume not. that they released it under. It was weeded. I would it assume was they released it under that. that that label because weeded is what won. If right. It, if it would have well, been everyone, everyone realized weeded is good. Yeah, I, I would assume that if it was a a traditional bourbon and mm. been released under a Buffalo Trace or a Eagle Rare. Or yeah. Stuff. So obviously, yeah, the weeded, um, the weeded is what made it a Weller, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, last last that William LaRue puts out is the uh, the antique collection. That's what we're drinking tonight. So, let's, let's you know, stop yapping about uh, this guy, William, and uh, let's pour some of his bourbon. Cha-cha. Let's see here. So, where, where are we starting? We're, you know, start back 10 years, 11 years ago, and we're going to start with the 2008 Man, you open that open that bottle and it just smells delicious. You don't even have to don't even have to nose this. Like it's coming out from the start, man. This this I is gotta, this is gonna I gotta leave a little bit a little bit in case I wanna revisit this at the end here, so I didn't go I didn't go. Yeah, we're, full. Down to, we're down to the dregs of yeah. these things. Oh god, that's that's incredible. Alright, so um like perfumey kind of yeah, it does. On the nose, there's. I mean, first of all, it is. It is. Uh, give you give you some facts about this thing. It was distilled in the spring of 1997, released in the fall of 2008. Uh, it went in or it went into the barrel at 114 proof. It came out at 125.3. So this is 125.3 proof. It is not filtered. It is uh, not chilled. And it stayed at the. Uh, it stayed at the. Uh, let's see, warehouse I on the ninth floor. Evaporation lost at forty barrels. They had an average of fifty-two percent of the original whiskey lost to evaporation. So only forty-eight percent of the barrel was left after 11, 11 years and two months. Yep, and that's kind of cool because you talk. We kind of briefly talked about before entry proof versus proof for release. Right. So this actually went in at one fourteen, and because of that evaporation. Uh, came out uncut, unfiltered at one twenty-five point three. Um, and, and my my guess is that it was you know it's high up on the Rick House. Uh, generally, higher temperatures mean that the alcohol evaporates faster. But because this was probably on the you know the, the side where there's not a lot of sunlight hitting directly onto the warehouse, it it definitely didn't evaporate near or it didn't uh, evaporate the alcohol nearly as much. So it actually went up in proof. The water evaporated quicker than the alcohol so we talked about this uh too this is one of those crazy cases where it was uh not produced specifically for this year's production this was leftover unbarrel unbottled uh 07 or well or 97 mm-hmm. so um kind of found this crazy fact as we're looking through all these different releases throughout history and the 07 release uh, was a spring of 97. It was the basically looks like it's the exact same juice as what's in the 08. Just the 08 was released right. at one year or 11 months, I think, uh, is what they said, older than this. So that's pretty pretty interesting. I wonder why uh, why they did that. If it maybe just had a a, a bad year in nine in 98 and you know maybe yeah maybe they thought the 07 one was good. But not perfect, and they left some of those bottles over, and or those barrels over, and just decided, hey, let's uh, 
Let's finish up with those. But there is no rhyme or reason to the aging on this. It's just kind of no. so because the the 07 was 15 year. The O, uh, I mean the 06 was 15 year. The 07 was 10 year. 08's 11 year. 09 is 11 year. So just kind of random as to what the master distiller or blender. It, it's it's more they do it they more they do it more to flavor than uh, color or proof or aging years. It's not. It's not something they set. They say, okay, we're going to distill this in 97 and we're going to bottle it in 2008 because that's just the year that we want to bottle it. They, I mean, they let it they let it go until it's perfect. Um, on the nose, man. The alcohol's there. High alcohol content. It's it's, But it's not harsh. Lots of orange. So, yeah. Something interesting too, Scott. On all of these spec sheets, and I'm just kind of looking at ones before and ones after. Milling screen, cook temperature, water, fermentation, mash, mm-hmm. mash, all are the same. And it says it uses a sour mash, which we know has a little bit of the yeast from the previous batch in it. Curious. If right. It, it's like sourdough. Curious, is it a little bit of the yeast from the previous antique batch, I wonder? Or is it just a little bit of yeast? I don't, I don't know. Yeast from... The previous Weller, whatever Weller was, yeah, whatever Weller was batch, distilled in there, Weller batch, yeah. So that's a good question. Kind of in- interesting. I wonder if they f- if they keep the antique line with that yeah. the, the same sour I mean, mash. And look, you know, a little bourbon education there. The sour mash, it's not referring to the flavor. It's not referring to what's going into the mash. The sour mash literally is like sourdough bread. Sourdough bread, you use a little bit of the mother uh, the mother dough, the starter dough from the previous, you know, from all the ones. I think there's a rest, there's a bakery in San Francisco that has sourdough dough that dates back to like the 1800s, 1900s. I can bet. Early 1900s. And that stuff is probably... Because that's what you do. You start it up garden. and you, you add to that so to, to kind of keep the, it going. Uh, the, the Beam Straight Up documentary, I don't remember the exact, but, but they talked about when they had the first beam that was made that he would um, travel home every day with the sour mash like they would bring home <laughs> what, what you know they would bring home the what was left over from the batch it would bring it out of the distillery to bring it like guard it and bring it back the next day it was like that big of a, a secret I'm sure they obviously they don't do that yeah. shit today but um, back then when they no. were a little when they were a little peon nothing it was Pretty guarded. Yeah. All right. So, what are your what are your nose on this? I mean, What's your dude, nose at the gate, what you one? said, it's it's this is big. I literally put big orange with an exclamation point behind it. Yeah. Lots of orange, honey. Uh, there's definitely, definitely a little bit of that burn, that alcohol burn, uh, ethanol. But man, it's um, it's pretty. The ethanol has this kind of like yeah. It's it's not like get up your nose and like burn nostril hairs. Yeah. But it just like it, it lets opens you, your palate to let you know it's there. Yeah. Also, I got <coughs> it has. So I mean, it's kind of a. I don't know. It's in between an a hay and an amber to me. I mean, it's getting it's it's probably more amber, but it's it's still a little oh, golden. It's, defi- it's definitely pretty dark. It's dark. You think it's that dark for? I think it's, I would call it, I wouldn't call it mahogany, it's caramel. It's like a, it's like a golden, it's like a, yeah, it's caramel. 
what would I call that on the on the on the I don't chart? Know, I don't know. I need to go get some paint, some Benjamin Moore paint swatches. You know what? Can... You're right. No, it's probably more amber than caramel. Caramel's a little bit darker. It's definitely not like molasses dark, but it, it's uh, amber, solid amber. I need I need a I need right, paint let's... swatches so we can like have like an actual yeah. grading. <laughs> yeah. that we can... The Pantone color scale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Notice the, the silence. Palette. Man. It is... The nose and the palate are drastically different. Wow. It's warm. It is warm. It is... <laughs> it, 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 this, this is not one that you drink on a summer day. This is one you drink in the middle of winter when you need to warm up. I mean, I felt this hit... I felt it hit my chest... Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah, definitely. So you said honey, you said honey on the on the nose. That's one of the things I get, not only in flavor on the palate, but I get mm-hmm. the almost a viscosity, almost. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's definitely it's definitely rich and intense. Um, it's not like the nose is really sweet. The nose is it's got like that dried corn. Big, big orange flavor, honey, sweet honey. The palate is warming. It is dry. It's really dry. It actually dries your mouth out, and that's the high alcohol content. Dark fruits. Um, it, it, it's got like it's again the the corn isn't prevalent here, and the wheat you can't really taste because it's it's like it's like warm oatmeal. It's like warm oatmeal with some like brown sugar. It's got, dude. It's and c- and cinnamon. And it's cinnamon, got this obviously. weird. It's got this weird thing where it's on my tongue. I can't, like, I can't cut it with my spit. It's got this weird, like, and that's non-oily. Yes. Yeah. So for for palate, I'm gonna go with oily, cinnamon. Um, it, it, it's definitely got a little bit of like multi-grain but not really like not you don't really taste the corn you don't really taste the wheat the barley um, but yeah I, I'm gonna go with cinnamon topped cinnamon and brown sugar topped oatmeal see I get and I still it's got all that that cinnamon honey a little bit of oak but it does definitely have there's just dried it's kind of got an mm-hmm. old-fashioned like dried orange. And honestly, for the high proof, the finish doesn't burn. It, it doesn't like hit you in your chest and give you heartburn. It, it really goes down smooth. Uh, this is this is so top finish. Shelf, finish is long though. Oh, it's very dry and long, and warm. It, it again, this warms this warms your chest. I'm 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 just tripped out on the front of the tongue how it's just it's got this oily it feels And it stays it stays with you on your mouth. The oak really comes through. The longer you kind of let the bourbon stay on your mouth and you swallow it and then you kind of just you know, just take put your put your glass down, take a little break. The wood notes, the oak, the fresh cut oak really starts to shine there. Like as it kind of mellows out in your mouth. This is damn good. 
It really is. It really is. Oh. Um. Whew. You dare cut it's, it? Uh, try, uh, try with some water? Uh, I'll, I'll put a teeny bit of water in just a little bit. Because I really want to keep keep enjoying it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do just a little bit. Not a lot of water. Probably cut it down to the 114 range. Okay. So still warm. Still pretty high proof. It still has good legs, even with the water. I said the other thing we really didn't talk about is the legs on this are just long, man. Yeah, and wide. Like, I don't know, it doesn't have a... Super thin, but they are stretching. Man. Yeah. So... Water uh, it doesn't really do too much more to the nose. It's kind of the same. The alcohol is gone. A um, little bit more like fried dough. Like funnel cake. Yeah, a little bit of funnel cake now. See, I think... But nothing... Nothing nothing special. I do taste kind of... Um, and, I, and this is kind of the the brain fuck from the website but it says marshmallow and now as I'm mm. like kind of giving it a Kentucky chew you know like when you when you have just a, a raw marshmallow in your mouth you kind of have that where you you can't really cut it it's kind of it kind of has that 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 pull yeah. in my mouth and it kind of has a little dryness of like a marsh like a raw marshmallow is kind of dry right when you, right when you put it in yeah. your mouth where you kind of get it broken down it kind of has that Kind of, kind of marshmallowy. Man, no. this is really good. Yeah, that's excellent. I mean, but it's what you expect. This is this is for a high end drinker. This is absolutely one of the most sought after high end drinkers. Oh yeah. I mean, look, and this is this is one of those whiskeys that your uh, highbrow pappy naysayers that'll tell you. Oh, Pappy's just a name. No one is telling you shit about this this whiskey. This is this no. is any drinker's dream to have a bottle of it hanging around as you know as a speakeasy. The speakeasy does. I gotta tell you, I don't know if it's just the, in the light, but that thing looks like I don't. Know, it looks like freaking port wine sitting sitting right there. You're you're it, it, that, it that really bottle does. It's pretty dark. I mean, it's it's a dark whiskey. Um, honestly, you, you know, I, we'll start with the scoring yeah, on this before one before we move on to that. But I just I it, saw that and I'm like, Holy it's going to be high. It's going to be high, and I'm gonna you're gonna break man, the, you're gonna break the bank on this. I might. Let's see. Let's see what I let's see what I do here. Um, I don't think it's gonna break it. No, it's not gonna break it, but it's gonna come darn close. So for me, this one's a ninety-five. Cool. That's yes, big. Which is, That's which, big money. Which will be my. This will be my highest-rated bourbon, of all time. This comes close to the Glendronach twenty-one and fifteen. Twenty-one was ninety-seven. Fifteen was ninety-six. This is a very, very good whiskey. Now it's sad that this will never be found again because, it, unless unless you're about to pay, 
you know. Oh my God, I wouldn't even want lots to and think, lots of money. I wouldn't even want to think what an 08 Larue Weller would go an, would go for on Chicken An 08 Weller uh, would probably run. Tell you what, let me in close to a thousand. Let me do, oh, well, more than that. I think a, a newer one gets you think newer so? ones get to that point. Let me see. I got I got a way to kind of look at the uh, behind the cur- behind Secondary. the curtain real quick. Now, originally, this sold for $65. Retail. If you could have found it. And, and again, back in 08, it would have been much easier to find, and it wouldn't be allocated the way it was today. Uh, 1949 on the secondary market. $1,949.99. If you want to buy a bottle on the secondary market. That's, in, that's outrageous. Insane. Yeah. Speaking speaking of insane numbers, what's your number on this one? Um, dude, I I'm just going back, kind of looking at where where things that I know I loved were at. Um, I don't know. I'm, got, I'm going back. I'm going. By the way, don't, the beginning don't, of the book. don't water this down. Nah, this is fine the it, way it is. Leave it leave it alone. It definitely is fine. It's fine. It is. So I'm gonna sit this at. Um, a 93. Okay. Only th- I think only thing I have higher than this is, is Little Book 1, which I just absolutely adore. Little adore. Book 1 was 94 yeah, for me. Yeah, adore. I think we, we both had it at 90, at 94. So mm-hmm. right there with this. So I'm looking at yeah, you. So Glendronic 21, you scored 97. I love that one. Yeah, that's... that's it, that, that, was a, that was honestly one of the best things I've ever tasted. Still yeah. is. I mean, I still have a little. I, I ha, we have a little bit of that left. So, um, this one goes. This one goes high. This one goes real high. Yeah, I mean, look, and it's for due for due reasons. That's I don't know. I didn't uh, look at how many awards. Oh, this is lots. What was it the other the other All night we were talking awards. about? It won how many awards? We were on one of the shows. Where I, was, I was telling you, it won. It had been around for 11 years. Yeah, we were years. like, oh, nine. Yeah, we were like, oh, this will have 19, 20 words, and you're like 65. Uh, was it the Stag Junior? Uh, yeah, Stag Junior. I think it was. We I thought think it was. Were, uh, it had been around for 11 years and it had like 33, 33 mm-hmm. awards. This yeah, got, something, something like that. Uh, this is excellent. This is definitely something that, if you can find, do not pass it up. Do not pass it up. This has got 40, Definitely 42 awards. Just this, just this um, bottle. Well, this this brand, like, or this this okay, the, it's okay. the antique collection. This bottle is a is a double gold San Francisco though. It's the only well, actually the only award that this bottle won, which is pr- oh, yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> the least awarded release. <laughs> yeah. That they've had actually no uh, 2014 got unless they didn't release a 2014, but 2014 didn't win any. Any awards. 2013 got a silver medal. Yeah, you're right. 14 got nothing. So. 14 got nothing. Yeah, so. So this was just a gold. This was only a gold. That speaks volumes for what's coming up next, because next we have the 2018, which is a double gold. There you go. In San Francisco. So, uh, 
I got a little bit left. I'm gonna put that aside so I can taste these side by side. Oh uh, yeah. Bit. And let's crack into the uh, let's cr crack into the 18 one. Damn, Jeeves, you being stingy tonight. Gotta be stingy on this though. I know you do. You do have to be stingy with it. These are not ones you pour a big a big dram of. These are ones you pour uh, an ounce of and you, you enjoy over the course of 45 minutes to an hour. So. I don't even know where I could pull up right now to like get what is what's a going rate for this at a, you know, at a, at a, a bar, uh, a bar, you know, or a restaurant. I don't even know where to even look at. And that's and that's the thing is if if you come across these in a bar, you are, you are going to pay quite a bit for them. I'd probably say a pour of this would run in the forties, thirties. I would think I would think, at the least. Um, at the least, you'd get that much. Um, I know I've got a menu in here somewhere that uh, that's got it on there, but it'd be tough to tough to find. I would think so. Um, I mean, and that's probably. I mean, I mean, a bottle of this, a bottle of this on the secondary market is going to run you about eleven hundred dollars right now. It was just crazy because at retail it's probably 120. I mean, He's, I mean maybe I, I less. Mean, if that, I, I think when we got ours for the speakeasy, I want to say it was, it was 95. It was 95. That's, that's just flipping insane. I know. All right, on the nose, this one, man. Definitely different. Definitely different. So knows that one. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you some stats on this one. This one uh, was distilled in the winter of 2006. It was released in, in the fall of 18. Uh, it was also 125, but this is 125.7. Same recipe: Kentucky corn, North Dakota wheat, and North Dakota malted barley. Uh, all the same cooking fermentation uh, um, process. Number 10 milling screen, cooked at 240 degrees Fahrenheit. Kentucky limestone water. Proof off the still was 130. Barrel entry proof is 114. So right now it is it is all the same. Same barrel maker, independent state from Lebanon. Uh, same barrel size. Now this one came from six different warehouses. Warehouse C, which is Ooh. huge. Uh, warehouse I, which is their one of their historic ones. K, L, M, and Q. And these all stayed on floors uh, between floors two and five. So two, three, four, five. This one lost fifty six percent to or fifty almost fifty seven percent fifty six point nine to evaporation. Damn. Now, uh, this one had a lot of actually had a lot. There's hundred and forty nine barrels. Now the 08 one we had forty barrels. This was hundred and forty nine. Think so. You think how rare that little years dram they, is. You just just drank. <laughs> that we just drank. Yeah, exactly. The, the, you could tell how much they've ramped up production in ten years. Uh, now this product is 12 years and six months at bottling, so a little bit older. Color is uh, color's just about the same. I mean, there's there's not a terrible amount of difference in color. Maybe a little bit darker. I feel this is a I little feel this bit is darker. darker. I feel like it's. Sm I mean, it even smells like it smells deep. It smells. Yeah, no, it's it's a shade. It's a it's a half shade darker. 
on the nose, you get in there, and you definitely get the ethanol. It's still there. This ethanol, to me, is more forward forward ethanol. Yes. It's definitely, it's definitely more in your face. Getting behind that, it's cherry. It's a lot of cherry. It's definitely dry fruit. It's definitely, I don't know if it's yeah. like fig or... Uh, I was going to say fig. I was about to say fig. You're in my brain, man. See this? And it's crazy because it does not smell like orange. Like it is distinctively a, a no. fruit that is not orange. No. Dry fruit. This is more... Orange. Yeah, this is more dark fruits. Yeah, like cherry, like a, a little, little cherry, a little... There's almost a little bit of like... Almost a little bit of rye spice, like clove... But it's very faint. It's not because obviously there is no rye in this. It's it's wheat, barley, and corn. Man, I wonder if that's from the. I wonder if that's from the sour mash. Like something left over from another. Well, no, because I, I guess technically it's all Weller, so it's not gonna share a still with Buffalo Trace. Mm, but I mean, I, you'd assume maybe, that you'd assume does. that that still does not have any traces of rye. Rye, no. I don't know where I don't know why that's coming through. There's a little bit of not like it's not heavy rye. Like we you know, we've talked about on the show. Heavy rye for me is like dill pickle, eucalyptus, and uh and menthol. It, that's not here. But there's like some baking er, baking spice. That's what it might be. Yeah, I mean it, I would think it's more of a baking spice than a than a than rye, a rye spice. Because it's it's like a sweeter right. it's like a sweeter I don't know, the nose oh, it's, is it's super cherry. Yeah. It's like super, like, mar- like maraschino cherry, like the dark red, or the really, really bright red cherries. Not like Luxardo or the uh, filthy black cherries, whatever those are, or the Bing cherries. This yeah. is more like the maraschino cherries that everyone gets in a Shirley Temple. All right. Take a, take a seat. All right, try, try and try it. Mm-hmm. Not on the palate. Not near as as oily and thick as the other one. Like this one seems to be a little bit no. more refined, nailed down. Yeah, it's it's definitely not waterier, but it's definitely not as oily and not as warming. It's not nearly as warming. It's 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 more dry. It's more stringent. It, you know what? You know what it reminds me of the the brown listerine that you used to. Oh my god, that's the original formula. Yeah, oh, it's got god. that like drying out, that almost like antiseptic. That's uh, tingling. That's not good. There is fruity notes here. It is sweet as you get through that, like. As it goes down your palate, and as you kind of move through it, you taste the cherry sweetness, um, and some of that dark fruit, that fig, um, and not really plums, but maybe like a almost like a blackberry because you get a little bit of tartness to it. I think this is definitely more peppery on the palate. Oh yeah, way more peppery. And this, this uh, for me, I don't know. It's it's not as Look, and there's something to be said because tequila companies do it 
a lot of companies do it. Uh, aging in a glass bottle is supposed to smooth out and add a. I can't think of the word of it now. Um, but add mouthfeel, uh, umami. Okay, yeah. so you know these Jose Cuervo and some of these old tequila brands. They have these demi johns. They age in, and just being in a glass vat for that long adds that umami, that mouthfeel. And I feel like that ten years sitting in this bottle with the 08 has something that this does not have. Yeah. I don't know if it had it whenever it came out in 08, but 11 years later, there's something on that palate that this uh, this doesn't have. Now, this is a damn fine whiskey. Oh, yeah. No, it's very good. But it, But drinking it right after the other one, I'm like, man, it's it's... It's missing something. Yeah. Um, I think with this one, it's... Again, I can't get over that... The brown Listerine astringent drying peppery spice that we that we talked about. The finish is... It, it is warm. It's, it's full. It's long. I honestly think the finish is the best part of this whiskey. I do too. I think you can get a lot of the cherry in the finish. Yeah. It, the, the sweet dark fruits definitely come out. The spicy, peppery flavors carry over just a little bit, but the those kind of subside and leaves this nice, sweet cherry note behind. I, I I enjoy this because it's very good, but the nose and the palate are far inferior to that 08. Yeah, it's the finish. The finish is definitely the best part. You think finishes is the star of the mm-hmm. show? Mm-hmm. The palette's not bad. It is drying. That is where the cherries start to come out a little bit more. This is—it's just weird. This is so cherried, and this one was so orange. Um, that to me is pretty bizarre. Um, that they can be so different, like the the flavors and the profile can be so drastically different, unlike other products where when you buy a bottle of uh, Elijah Craig, it is going to taste like Elijah Craig. Or you buy a bottle of Johnny Black, it's going to taste like Johnny Black, no matter if it's 10 years from now or 15 years from now or 20 years from now. Yeah. They've got a flavor profile. No, this is this is insanely, di- insanely different. Not even, yeah. in the, not even in the same spectrum. Uh, no. Between the two. I'm still trying to find a damn menu with this on it. I know I have a picture of a menu <laughs> on there. I don't think there's going to be many with this. And if they do, they just happen to, you know, upon like a bottle or two. Yeah. And they offer it as a limited time uh, offering. And yeah, you're going to pay a lot of money for a pour of this. Yeah. Oh, man, the, the nose, I, I, have, I have these two glasses here. In my left hand is the 08... And the right hand is the 18. They are drastically different. It is amazing. So. So I can tell you I found this. The 08, where I'm from, went for 129 at retail in a lottery. Mm-hmm. So the last year's went for 129 Um you mean the 18 went for 129 in a lottery? In a lottery, yeah. So it's what you were selling it for in, in a lottery, yeah. Yep. Um, 
So. All right. In, um, pretty interesting. Yeah, I know. I know. We paid. We paid like ninety five for it. Or Jeeves that's bought it for ninety five because he he gave me the receipt to reimburse him. That's just crazy. That's just crazy. <laughs> that's just crazy. What he, he um, couldn't put it on his company credit card that he pays for his. Uh, we paid anyway. What you call it? A my jet or whatever the shit. A net jet. Net yeah, jet. the marquee jet. Yeah, have. marquee jet. All right. So on this one, um, my notes. Heavy cherry on the nose. It sweeps across with ethanol and a little tiny bit of baking spice. Uh, pepper and astringent on the palate. They give way to good sweetness. Uh, maraschino cherries and some dark fruit. But the real star, the, the finish is warming. It's full. It gives a nice spicy flavor that carries over to a sweet cherry, or uh, a, a really sweet cherry flavor. Yeah, I mean, I kind of got that... Um, Candied fig, candy cherry, you know, nose. Yeah. Definitely thought the nose was sweet. Um, and I thought the ethanol was absolutely more present. And, um, I mean, ethanol smelling versus the last one. You could tell it had a high alcohol content, but it wasn't like straight eth- straight ethanol um, on it. So, um all right, so what do you give this one? So, this one, and then I mean, I thought that the, I thought it changed. You kind of talked about the pa- the the palate. This one definitely went from peppery to um, dark cherry, medium long finish. I mean, I'm gonna rate this one slightly lower. Um, I say slightly lower, uh-huh. but I mean, I think it's it just got it's, it's gonna gotta, be a lot lower. It's gotta be. I mean, it's an 89. I think it's still a very Good bourbon and deserves a solid ranking, but yeah. it's not what the 08 is. And I, I mean, I did. I literally, I'm going to tell you, I think it's time and time in the bottle, which is crazy. But I think it's time in the bottle. Yeah, I, I think you're right here. Um, this one is a lot lower for me. I mean, and, and by a lot, I mean a lot lower. It, it it is still a good bottle. It is still delicious. It is still something I would absolutely have on my shelf if I got it for retail. I would not pay secondary price for this and go into the four or five, six hundred dollars for this bottle that you would have paid uh, secondary. That being said, uh, I'm going to give this one an 88. I I, I, th- I think it's good. It, it ranks up there with some excellent whiskeys, some, you know, Booker's Little Book, but definitely not in the, in the realm of one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. Right. I mean... I wouldn't be upset to have the ability to drink an entire bottle of it. Uh, no, nope. but but yeah, I mean it's not a it's not on the same the, the no, same level. No, as not even close. Ones. Not even close. So uh, look, well, it's it's fun to do these uh, these short pours with some really fine and rare uh, whiskeys that that you're you're not going to find too often. So when you get a chance, if you see these on the shelves. Uh, if you're walking around your local liquor store this week or the next week or uh, in the next couple of months, and what is it? Usually October, November, December is is usually when these things start yep. to hit the shelves. If you get invited to a a raffle, Brent, you've won you've won some raffles. Man, I have uh, I've knock on wood been super fortunate to win the last two years that I've gone. Now one Thomas Handy three times, but hey, I can't be. Can't be upset, no, upset can't about be that. Can't be upset about it. 
think I still have. You, yeah. you had some Pappy 15, I think, right? One Pappy at a raffle. Actually, so I won, I've won at three raffles. I take it. I mean, actually, I've, every raffle I've been to, I've actually taken a bottle home. Elijah Craig, eight, oh, Elijah Craig 18. Ooh. Um, E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof. Um, and then three handies and a Pappy 15. So, I mean, I'm not. Can't. Yeah, those can't are not yeah. anything to sneeze at. No. No. Um. So yeah, and I mean, and look, I've done I've done some good with them. I've rolled I've rolled uh, uh, a handy into a couple barrel-proof Blantons. Um, you know, traded and kind of worked my way into some things that um, I was more interested in. But all in all, yeah, found a lot of a lot of nice stuff. Nice. I got a I got a stag that an extra stag that Jeeves had found laying around, still still hanging out unopened up here. Um, yep. So, yeah. I mean, look, you've had the success building relationships and talking to your yeah. your shop. I, your shop I, I've never been to a raffle, but I've bought four, no, one, two, three, four, five bottles of Buffalo Trace Antique. It is uh, it is just kind of luck. You, you, you kind of never know what you're going to get. And... You know, like I said, make make friends with your local place, just because you never know. I mean, big box stores are obviously gonna they're gonna be raffling these things off. The local, uh, it's literally a local 1950s grocer that I have. That's still been very fortunate. That still is just mind blowing. I know it's mind boggling. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know it is. So look, uh, keep an eye out for the antique collection. It's coming out soon. Uh, but definitely, if you get a bottle, share it on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BSEA podcast. Uh, we want to see what you found. We want to see what you got. And uh, definitely share your notes with us because these things go, these things, as we can tell from these two releases, they are drastically different year to year. They're not going to be the same flavor profile. They're not going to be the same taste. It, it's going to be different. So share what you share what you got because we want to hear your notes on these things. So. Speaking of uh, weeded too, you you recently found a new weeded bourbon in the wild. Mm-hmm. In the wild, yeah, I picked up a couple of bottles for the speakeasy. One for you, one for me, one for the speakeasy. Oh, you went with three? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, dude, I, this is the first I've seen it. It's weeded. I'm not gonna pass it up. I I wouldn't pass up. Yeah, I mean, any new weeded I see, I, I'd be all weeded and non-chill filtered are like my my jam. So oh yeah. Absolutely. I'm all I'm all about it. So, yeah, this one is from Woodford Reserve. So keep an eye out for that. It's brand new, uh, Woodford. It's, it's like it, a, it's a a maroonish a maroon bottle. Yeah, it's got a maroon label on it, maroon uh, neck wrap around the top. Uh, keep an eye out for it. it it's very it's, it's very cheap. Look, it's limited market too. So I don't know I don't know if we will ever get it. It may be like the Four Roses non chill filtered. It, it may never find its way. Here through through retail, so it may be one you don't want to pass up. Because look, they made it; they yeah. had a malted, um, the blue label, like a malt. Yep. Um, which it's straight malt. It's gone here, so I, I haven't seen it. In Is a, it really? I haven't seen it in a long in a long time. Oh, see, I st- I still see it from time to time. I I have uh, I I have the one to show, one to go. We have one in the speakeasy. We make sure we keep that one on stock because that is a fantastic bottle. See, of but in your your. A malt lover as well. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I love there's malt. certain malts that I like, like I like Stranahan's, but I'm I'm not a huge fan of all all things malt. But uh, wheat, on the other hand, 
I'm all I'm all in for. So. Oh yes, yeah. Even even some of your some of your cheaper ones, Rebel Yell, uh, Larceny, not expensive and much easier to find. Definitely go pick up a weeded bourbon and, and uh, share your thoughts on it. Share it on the Facebook group. So Rebel Yell, Rebel Yell's a weeded. Is weeded? Uh, I believe so. I think it is. I think it's Rebel Yell's weeded. I don't know why I think that. I know like Fitzgerald's weeded, and that's mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, that's that's Larceny. Larceny's definitely weeded. Mm-hmm. Man, like I just went back to that 08 just for a little. It is. It's. Uh yes, Rebel Yell is weeded, and that's cheap. That's under twenty five bucks for a Rebel Yell. So I went back to that 08. LaRue Weller for a sip and it's got it's got like some oaky earthiness going on in it on my second sip but it's still got I mean orange which, all over which one? Oh, the oh eight, yeah the there's, defi- there's definitely oak the in place. there definitely oak in there well look I've got a little bit left so uh, let's toast let's toast this episode because this was fun Shan thank you very much for the 2008 uh, 2008 William LaRue Weller this was this was excellent. Yeah, this was. Uh, fuck it, I'm just gonna finish it with this. There's no, no, oh, there's yeah. no night like tonight. <laughs> you only live once. Yeah, exactly. Or, or twice if you're James Bond. Yeah. Uh, so, Shan, thank you very much for this. This was excellent, and uh, I will say, may your time here be educational and enjoyable. Brant, if you came here to learn, drink what you learn. If you came here to share, share what you drink. If you came in here a stranger, may you exit a friend. And if it came here for adventure, drink up. Drink up. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.